Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Brian. Run a happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, dear. You've worked so hard these last couple of years, not uh, on this show, but in everything else just in, in your general, life. Thank you, you deserve thank you. a day off. And Barna, you work nonstop on I'm this workaholic. show. I'm a workaholic. And and staying in fabulous hotels and traveling how and raising babies, Steve. How Truly, do I do it? how do you do it? How do I do it? I guess it just comes natural. But you know what it is? I'm generous of spirit, and I think that's what keeps me going. You and truly that's are. Why that's no lie. Today, for Labor Day, we're giving a little Labor Day treat, which is Labor. we are going to give a what we like to call a Yadvina's Keys edition, a Patreon Unlocked. We're taking yeah. one of our favorite Patreon episodes and we're posting, we usually give a little sneak peek, we're going to post a full Patreon. I can't so believe it. For anyone that's wondering what they're missing in the Patreon carriage house, wonder no more. This is one of our all-time favorite episodes. We hope you love it. And if you feel like it, join us in the carriage house, patreon.com slash Rana, quickly, I have been meaning to tell you, I do think you're overpaying Yadvina and that money could go, you know. Oh, you're so right. I do want to retile my pool. No, 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 no. Exactly I was saying, like, that money I could think go. You're, you, you're overpaying Gosh, Yadvina you're and you could you send it. You are good. Gosh, oh. you're good. Okay. Happy well, was, Labor Day. And to yep. all the labor disputers out there, happy yeah, Labor me. Day to you because they're working hard on the picket lines. Excuse That's me. And very I, true. And I mean that. Yes. They have full-time job advocating for themselves. So an extra special happy Labor Day to our writers and our actors, et cetera, in the crowd. We love you. We're standing here with you. And we're delighted that you're fighting for you what you deserve. So there. Absolutely. Past due. Kiss, 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 dear, dear stars. Like all your library books. Kiss, kiss. That's right. <laughs> I, you know what? This Run is going to have to be. This is a 10 minute situation. Today. I know that. I know that. We, well, we have, you know what? That's true because we had our Kiki the other day. Well, I lost my mind. And you were off the wall. I was All so upset. The way off the wall. However far a person can go off the wall, you went one step further. I was provoked, I Rana. I was irritated. By who? You. By whom? You. And Naomi. May. Yeah. What did, Inviting what? Naomi to Terrazine. How dare you? Oh, well, I mean, I've got to sweeten the deal. If I wanted to come, I've got to sweeten the deal. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was provoked, harassed, um, threatened. And when I was cornered. And when I'm cornered, I get very upset. That Well, that is true. Yeah. I think that you had started drinking on the Swiss Air flight. On the way back from that, well, that's for sure. That's what I think. 
right, are you going to take us through this experience? Or are you going to pretend it didn't happen? That's what I'm I want to pretend it didn't happen. Are we so pretending Ron- it? Are we pretending it didn't happen? Or are we taking it for you through? Because if I was going to spring for first class for you, I want to know how you enjoyed it. Okay, Rana, I'll tell you. Rana got me first class on Swiss Air, of which there are only eight seats. And by the way, there was only one seat left in first class. Well, because we had done some digging. And I said to him, if you can make it happen. First, I did the digging. I knew there was one seat left. And I said, if you can make it happen, I'll pay for it. I'll tell you this. I felt like Anne Hathaway when she had to get the new Harry Potter books and the Devil Wears Prada. Like so you basically, said, if you, stress, stress, stress trying to make it happen. Oh, my God. I was calling every connection I had in Prague, which turned out to really be nobody. But yeah. I was still calling everybody. It's I called Really, list. I called Teresa, and I uh-huh. called the front desk at the Mandarin to see what they could do oh, for me. Oh, and this Mr. And would I able to <laughs> assist you, Mr. Sarpe? He made a few calls, but didn't ultimately. And anyway, it well, ultimately worked honestly, out. honestly, he's probably the one that made it happen in the end because the Germans and the Swiss have a long relationship it's going true. back. And, and don't mind me if I'm moving my nails a lot around in the Look um, at those, Zoom rubies. today because they're so gorgeous. Well, you know, I'm going to my nephew's bus mitzvah this weekend. Yeah. And that means I've got to fly back to America and then fly back again. Oh. And so obviously I had to go pick up a little bit of nail polish before I took off and a few other things. I won't bore with you with what's in here. But how cute is that little camellia that they give you on the bag? I mean, fabulous. On the Chanel bag that you're holding? Well, the truth is uh, I found a nail salon here, but the colors are lackluster to say the least. Sure. So I had to take matters into my own hands, as it were. So there you were at the Well, your nails do look stunning. Or you were at the gate. You look like you're about to hand someone an apple, and not in a good way. What a compliment. (laughs) You know, baby, I've been reading Sleeping Beauty to baby Steve. Oh, yeah. But it's this fabulous book, which is Sleeping Beauty. You should get one of these for Lillian. It's Sleeping Beauty, but it's Tchaikovsky's Sleeping Beauty. So you press a little button as you go, and it plays the music. Your mother would actually love it. I'm sure. If I can get my hands on one next time in I'm in London, I'll I'll get a one. That she can pretend fabulous. it was her idea. Great. Sounds like her. Does sound like her. Uh, in any event, they play a little thing. So they give you they give you a synopsis of the interlude, and then they sure. play a little piece of the music. But, but Lillian's it's been to that ballet. She loved it. Yeah. Comfortable seat to sleep in. It's making me remember. Uh, that when you when I was little anyway, I always identified with the villain, not with the well. Um, and Maleficent's a true piece of shit because she starts all this up because she didn't get invited to a christening, which to me would be a blessing. But she just is pissed she didn't get invited to a party. Well, she's the Teresa Judice of the animal. She's definitely the most fabulous, the fairy tale. But she's also the most resentful. Like I mean, that is small potatoes. In Tchaikovsky's opera, she's called Carabosse, I guess, or Carabos. But uh, Steve calls it Carabos, so I don't really know how to pronounce it at this right, point. Right, right. You don't want to get into it yeah. with Steve. Oh, you no. don't. I, I know. You, do, you don't want to correct Steve. Yeah. When she's decided on something, that's it. That's what when it it's is. next church, you better, you got to move. Yeah, get moving. Yeah. Get inside you a little bit. You get her in the foot muff and let's get moving. <laughs> so what 
Tell me there you were. At the, just tell it. Take us through the experience. Well, you got uh, somehow you managed. And by the way, then we're going to have to do a uh, cliffhanger, and that's going to be that's going to be because I've got to because I've got to get fly. I'm flying Lufthansa tomorrow, but I'm flying Swiss on the way back. Okay. So unfortunately, the bad news is there's no first class on this Lufthansa flight out. So I'm flying business, like you know, an absolute. 20-year-old or whatever. And then on the way back- what 20-year-old I'm dying to know? (laughs) Well, my kind of 20-year-old. Sure, of course. Like I'm flying business like a college student is what I meant to say. I can't, not in my wildest dream. I think in college, whenever I would go abroad, which was only like twice, it was the absolute back row middle seat situation. Well, that's character building. That's a character building experience. I agree with you, actually. So yeah. yeah, it was just glorious. I mean, it was it was first class all the way. Now I didn't get the so they're supposed to like drive you to the plane or drive you to the lounge. Yeah. I didn't get any of that because I didn't yeah. get the seat till the very last minute. Yes. So I got the experience on the plane, but it was literally. I've uh, let me. And it's your plan. kind of look that that plaid that tartan seat that they're doing. I love that could it. Be your, that could be your bedroom. Completely. Yeah, that could be your yeah. I love that. Whoever tartan. designed their cabin could design your New York apartment. I'd be thrilled about it. Yeah. I loved every, it was so clean looking, so just chic and great. That come TV around, is fabulous. Enormous. And just enormous. 32 inches. And yeah. not to mention, you're basically in an armchair that then like folds out into a twin bed is basically what you're dealing with, with like a mattress. Yeah, it's comfortable. And Cozy. not only that, you know that I Googled the price of everything they served us, right? Like when, it's, when the champagne went around, I was like, I want to know how much a bottle of this is. So, oh, oh, I yeah. love it. Did you did you do a video? You should be on YouTube. No, I hate putting, those You know, people. when they put the ch they put the cha-ching and then the price, <laughs> and then they don't enjoy the flight because they're recording Correct. the Correct. No, time. all I could really look up, yeah. I looked up all the beverage list stuff and I was like, I'm getting- the most expensive things they have here because it's free, essentially. Of course. So what did you have? You were trying to, oh, so you spent the whole flight trying to earn back the price of the flight. You know me. <laughs> Even though you paid, you know me. <laughs> That's how I operate. And in my head, trying to figure so, out what subscriptions I could cancel to even out the cost of this thing. <laughs> so what, how much was the champagne a bottle? What'd they serve? I have a, written down or whatever, it's like, it's or whatever like, you drank whatever you drank yeah it was like it was that champagne was like it was like the perrier juliet thing but it was some it was like 275 a bottle basically it was it was perrier juliet yeah that except it was like some really extra fancy kind and then mm-hmm. i had a cognac that also retailed for about 300 dollars a bottle did you spend the whole flight asking them what the difference between the brandy and a cognac was no i didn't because i had connor for that but I'm never so drinking cognac, cognac again based on the fact that he said VS means very special. VSOP means very be. special, no, older pale. Look, I don't And XO no, no, means, which by the way is the one I had, it's the fanciest one, means extra old. I'm in shock. No, we're going to have that. It doesn't make that is any so sense. Basic. They should, it should be French because cognac comes from cognac. So why would the, uh, why would the classifications be in English? But Couldn't agree so what was your favorite thing you ate on the flight? The cheese. Oh my God. And plus, they have an anytime menu. So you have your lunch, and then they have the anytime menu, which is basically like you can order off this anytime you want, and we'll make it. Oh, yes. But that's most, most, you know, 
Premier, you know, you can get the burger. They have a little snack menu. We get a burger or something. What, what was I've on never, the every time I've flown in business, don't they don't let me just order whatever sandwich. I want. I wish it was a club sandwich. I finally no, got my I club eat? sandwich. Did I tell you that I went to the ballet? You went to the ballet? Where, which, where did you see it? Did you see yes, Cinderella? The National Theater. I saw Cinderella and I'll tell you right now. How did you, you right get a now, ticket? And, it was like, I tried, wanted to see it and it was completely sold out. Oh, right. How did I get a ticket? Yeah, Come I on. know. I know. I got yeah. four tickets. I was in a box. I was dying to go to the National I Theater. I, I would have seen anything just I'd to see know. the space. I wish I'd known you wanted to come because I brought Mr. Cleveland and I would have brought you instead. I guess I didn't make it I didn't make it clear. Hello? Hello? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Well, I'll tell you this. The only thing you missed was an absolute car crash of a performance. And what I really I wanted was, to just see anything for the theater. Was the theater beautiful? The theater was theater's beautiful, absolutely beautiful space. And what was really fun was before I went next door, they have a new national, new old theater, a new national theater, an old national theater. I went so to the So I've been to the new national theater. theater. I was there too. Which was a total monument to brutalism and communism. They had a um, green marble staircase and not a window in the place. It was like a Do you remember that jail. picture? Do you remember that picture I showed you of that cafe I went to that was all that crazy communist lighting? Those were your square lights. The square that was on top. That was the roof of that. Of the new um Well, I went well, I know because I went there. But I will say this, I absolutely loved the energy. It felt like a student, it felt like the bar at the National Theater in London. It was so fun to be in that student energy where people were saying, oh, we're talking about this, we're collaborating on that. And I loved that. It made me me feel like an artist. Me too. It was. Like, it, felt, it definitely felt like an it. artist's I cafe. I love pre-show energy. I love pre-show energy. Yeah. On the other hand, the best thing about the ballet was the drink at the interval because they have windows onto the river. They have little sort of moon-shaped oh, nice. windows onto the river. But the ballet itself was an absolute blast because it was so bad that it was fun to watch. And what I said to Mr. <laughs> what made it was, bad? It just, it was atrocious. The dancers were kissing, which first of all is an absolutely not allowed in Bella. It's supposed right. to be all frisant. You're not supposed to ever put your lips on another person in a dance. A bold move. You're supposed to, you're supposed to spend the whole night asking your mother, did they really kiss? Did they really kiss? And then spend the next 20 years of your life trying to figure out how people kiss without kissing. Totally. Until you go to until you go to drama school, that's number that's one. True. Do they know? Do they have a conversation about it? Does everyone agree? How does it work? Did he put his? Did he put any tongue? But did he put any tongue? It's like watching in a movie. Are they really kissing? Yes, they're really yeah. kissing. Okay, that's first of all. Second of all, the costumes. Jean Paul Gaultier, whatever convalescent home he's in, <laughs> it was he was falling out of his wheelchair getting back in because they had ripped him off and they had done it. Very poor job of, of putting it together. Then, just when I thought it couldn't get crazy, the other thing was they had some sort of, they had decided on a subplot where the prince had slept with the evil stepmother. And wow. then there was at one point, and I kid you not, Brian, someone sniffed under someone else's skirt. Someone checked 
under the hood, as they say. What? To decide if they were going to buy the goods. That's And that was a little bit more than I could handle. So I decided I was pretty much done at that point, despite the fact that the set was, if they had 40 cents on the dollar to make this set. <sighs> I mean, it was the saddest set. The other thing was I was in a gorgeous box, of course, and they had staged the whole thing in the corner. So I had to lean right. over and around just to get a look at something that should have been in the middle of the stage. That's first of all. Second of all, in the third act, because they came out in these new, a new set of costs, you know, the villains, they have to keep redressing them, redressing. And they were wearing Star Wars costumes. Why? They looked like in, okay, I don't know if you can remember this, but in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Okay. When we find Princess Le- is it Empire Strikes Back or the beginning of Ret- Return of the Jedi? I can't remember. When she's wearing we the find bikini. Princess Leia. Correct. I think it's Return of the Jedi. Thank you. Thank you for, for being. Actually, you're 100% right. It's the very first. Scene I cannot Return believe I knew that, but I because did. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I've, never been, I've never been happier with you channeling your straight childhood. Completely. Completely. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's, of course, the first scene of Return of the Jedi because Han is is frozen at the end of Empire Strikes Back. And now this is where they go and they press the button, they unfreeze him, and we get back to what we were doing before. Right. But Leia has been held hostage by uh, Jabba the Hutt. But there's another gal there, too. Okay. Rem- she's also in a bikini. Yes, but she's not human, and she, right? And she has – she's some human-ish. She's yeah, got yeah, yeah. like sort of uh, elephant trunks for ears. Yes. Sort of horns. I used to be so That's fascinated by her. Yes, everybody the, wanted like, to know what her story was. Yeah, no, she, no, I, I don't would know like to see they, a movie just that, about her. At that point, if I could tell you who they were, you know, I would have won Jeopardy. But what, what I said Steve to think? Cleveland was, you know, oh, Steve didn't come to this. Steve wants okay. to see Tchaikovsky, and unfortunately, with this Ukraine war, there's no chance that we can go to Europe, that we can go to St. Petersburg and see, you know, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, he was gay, but, Tchaikovsky. Not really a shock, but he was. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. A depressed man living in <laughs> Anyone else you want to add to that list? Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else you want to add to that list? Michelangelo. You're right. Uh, in, in any event, I said to Mr. Cleveland, you know, this is the thing. This is the price of freedom. You know, if you want to throw off the yoke of communism, you got to pay the price somewhere. And then you're sure, missing out on the Bolshoi. Sure. All those ball- all those ballerinas <laughs> went right back to Moscow on the first train. Or they went yep. to New York or whatever they did. But they didn't stay right. here. That's what I can tell yeah. you. So, you know, so we have 12 more minutes to do this show. Oh my God in heaven. Okay. You didn't, here we go. what did you eat? Was anything delicious on the plane or did you think it was delicious? It was all delicious. It was all delicious. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember like what the highlight was. Honestly, like the main dish, which was just like a roast chicken with like, it was so fucking good. Like the crispy skin, the tender meat. It was perfect. It was all perfect. I'm so happy that you had that experience because you know I've been talking about it for years, and now we can now we can actually relate. Gosh, my and I was sitting next to Tanya McQuad, basically from White Lotus. (laughs) It was an absolute Jennifer Coolidge situation. 
That was me laughing. I haven't seen you laugh like uh, that in ages, Rana. So here's a little something about me. I use Rocket Money, and I cannot tell you how much time, aggravation, and money it has saved me. There are magazine subscriptions that I have subscribed to that I don't even remember subscribing to, okay? I paid for Car and Driver magazine for months, and I have absolutely no effing idea why. But Rocket Money got me out of it. They even lowered my cell phone bill. And by the way, I was also paying... Ronnie can never get over this one. I was paying for two gym memberships when I was obviously really only using one. And I had was being charged for two and had no idea how. And Rocket Money got me out of that. I'm telling you, they have saved me literally probably like $1,000 a year at this point. It's unbelievable. So if you have subscriptions that are just absolutely draining your wallet, which by the way, you probably do because the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. I think I had well more than that. And you might not even remember to subscribing to half of those, whether it's an app, whether it's a streaming service. And sometimes you have absolutely no idea how much you're even spending each month, but it's probably more than you think. It absolutely blew my mind when I found this out, but over 80% of people have subscriptions they have completely forgotten about. Think of all those free trials that you have subscribed to that you didn't cancel that just keep recurring and recurring and recurring. That's why I'm such a fan of Rocket Money. It really has saved me so much Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels, like a little detective, your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. You might think you're paying like $80 on your subscriptions, but in reality, you're probably p- paying closer to 200 At least that's the case for many, many people. We sign up for everything. We get a free trial for everything. And honestly, you don't have to keep paying for something that you like wanted a free something to at the very beginning. Rocket Money has over 3 million users and counting. They can even lower your bills by up to 20%. It's so easy. You just take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money does the rest. So cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. It's so easy. Rocket Money customers save an average of $720 a year. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash askrana. That's rocketmoney.com slash askrana. Rocketmoney.com slash askrana. Who read this on the free feed? Was it me or you? you? I feel that I know this question, so I must. You read it. You read it. Yeah. Okay. Dear Queen Rana, Lady Brian, an honored, delightful guest. My mother's accent is like yours, Rana, and both of my grandmothers call me darling and Dia. You not only provide me with laughs, but also with comfort and a touch of home twice a week. I grew up on the North Shore, but closer to Revere than hmm. Marblehead. Oh, well, yes, we talked about yes. this. It's either Everett or Chelsea right. or, yeah, something. Not, what we know is it was not Marblehead. Well, that we know for sure. And it wasn't Swamp Scott either because she would have mentioned it. And was therefore peer pressured into erasing all regional character and accent from my speaking voice in my early teens. Boo. For me, it comes out a little bit when I'm being sarcastic. Thank you for all that you do. I'm writing because I'm trying to decide if I need to take the higher road and rekindle a relationship I'd rather leave unkindled. And I would love your thoughts and advice on the subject. Here's some background on the situation. My answer's already now. Right. Just from the way that question was asked, my answer is no. But let's hear the the background again, because I remember this was very touching. But 
if you're asking me if you have to rekindle something in order to take the high road, I have to tell you. There's got to be another word for the high road. There has to be the word for the high road when you're supposed to take it. And the high road when you when, when you, you're not. That's just a concept. Yeah. The high road might be not rekindling. I think a lot a lot of people get confused about what the high road is. Oh, just is. a quick thing, what? Lana. So you know, um, I did an episode with Drew Drogi. I can't up. pay for it. No, I can't pay for it. No, I'm not oh, asking what? you to. I, I did an episode with Drew Drogi because I, you were traveling or getting your nails done. Oh, I was so sorry to meet Drew Dro- Mr. Drew Drogi, but I don't know if we're gonna release that episode because I don't know if it's this show. Well, I did all that work and I I mean it was like I recorded it. So what do you can't get paid either way? Okay. I was just gonna say, if we do release it, do not listen to it, Rana. Do not. Was Drew disappointed that I wasn't present? He didn't say that, but I could tell he was. Yeah. Oh, so he, he wasn't sort of started it with a sign. Did he even mention side. me? Yeah. Does he? Did he mention that? I, I mentioned you a lot. I mentioned you a lot because this was hot oh, off I the bet kiki. You did. This was hot off the kiki. Can we just say one thing? The mm-hmm. kiki was so fun this it past was weekend. A blast. A true blast. And that drink. I think I was didn't have to eat for two days after that drink because there was a full egg in it. Yeah, it was. It was like Cool Hand Luke. But also, strangely, it didn't make me feel. It or didn't cabaret. make me feel. There was plenty of sugar in it, but it didn't make me feel hungover. Maybe because there was a whole egg in it. Maybe the protein Maybe. balanced out the sugar. Because Better I then. find if I have too much sugar. I have to eat some protein. That's what I have to do in order to survive. I find yeah. myself reaching for a turkey slice if I've had too much sure. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. I find myself re- right, reaching for about, a mallet. Okay. We have, if I've had too much chocolate. <laughs> okay. We have about four more minutes. I know. Here we go. Show, so go ahead. Okay. Here's some background on the situation. Let's call our gentleman in the spotlight, dearest and dearest brother to spare names and whatnot. Okay. Years ago. Okay. Dearest and yeah. I were engaged in August to be married the following yes. August. Yes, Our family threw us an engagement party in March of that year. And on the party weekend, Dearest's brother announced that he had recently proposed to his girlfriend as well. It was a surprise. Ugh. And we were more than happy to share our joys. They then Who announced- are these people that do this horrible. to other people? It really is. You know, they, it doesn't matter when you're older, but when you're young, it's everything. It's true. And I think we have to remember that. There are times in life when things mean different things. And when you're young, it's everything. Yeah. Because people aren't famous like you and I, Brian. You understand? You're These are the chances right. to be famous. To be we famous. Have, when, we're giving, when we're giving advice about weddings, yeah. about pregnancy or babies or whatever, you have to remember sometimes it feels petty to you and I. But those that we're famous. This is the chance to be famous. <laughs> You're right, Rana. True. It's true. They then announced that their wedding would follow ours in October, leaving a little more than a month uh, between the two weddings. Ugh, disgusting. Dearest was annoyed that his extended despicable. it is despicable. Did, why? Why were they having were they pregnant? Did they have to have a shotgun wedding? Shame, shame on, on them. them. That's disgusting. Shame on and shame on their parents for allowing it to it happen. It is really obnoxious. Yeah. Dearest was annoyed that his extended family would likely have to choose which wedding to travel to. That's true. Being so close in oh, time. I'm getting so mad. Me too. I'm getting so mad right now. And I also remember, this is when I get steamed. And I also remember 
another fact that's coming up. My shtetl is pre-going up. Well, right I now. would be oh, pissed because on. basically on my registry, people would only spend half as much. There's a host of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Are they supposed to wear the same dress? Are they it's it's unkind to your guests and family members to put them in this situation in this You're position because right. you are genuinely put- forcing people to spend twice as much money in a space of two months and to choose. Yeah, it's not cool. Um they may they should have just done a seven brides for seven brothers and called it a they day. They absolutely should have. That would have been so sweet. We call it Dearest a bene mitzvah when you when you share your bar mitzvah. When it's more than one, right? Yeah, it's a bene. Dearest was annoyed that his extended family would likely have to choose which wedding to travel to, being so close to time, let alone gift giving and having extra financial burdens, etc. I know there were Excuse there were me. several disagreements between the brothers over the next few months, but I don't know all of the details. Dearest was frustrated that what was supposed to be our special time planning our wedding had become a needless fight with his mm-hmm. brother. At some point, he openly expressed- Do we know Dearest is the older brother? Did they say that? They haven't said it yet. I think so he I must don't know. be, but anyway, okay. It feels like he is. At some point, he openly expressed that he wished they hadn't overlapped everything with us. Then in July, Dearest suddenly died. His oh. heart simply stopped, and it was quite a shock. I was 30 and he was 36. I cannot believe this. I was devastated and utterly brokenhearted to say the least. No gorgeous future with the man I loved. No fabulous wedding. I was unfortunately traumatized by the experience of finding his body. This is horrible. It was a sad and terrible time. The grief felt bottomless. I'm fortunate to be surrounded by a large loving network of family and friends who truly lifted me up and kept me safe. I was checking in regularly with my in-laws, keeping in touch. As before his death, we were all in touch frequently. I went and stayed with them for a tearful but very loving weekend. Then there was suddenly communication silence. I wasn't sure what to do. Shortly after the silence with his parents began, dearest brother sent me an email to let me know that his wedding would still be taking place in October, now about a month away, Mm. and that I was no Mm. longer invited. End of conversation. I'm done with this letter. That's the end. All the information I'll never ever need to know. As long as I live about the generosity of this person's spirit, about their narcissism, about how selfish they are, and about and that's what I call a bad apple. No, that that is sounds like you got the good apple and he that's the bad apple, and that's what I'm going to say about that. I was no longer invited. It would make people sad to have me there. He was resolute on moving forward. He'd chosen another best man in the weeks following his older brother's death. I really, really reserve using the words F you for when they are desperately, desperately needed. This is an F you. And I wish, if, if my advice, no matter what the question is at the end of this, is the next time this guy speaks to you or see you see him somewhere or whatever, I want you just to say to him, fuck <laughs> you. And I don't care if this happened 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago. I'm with you, Rana, completely. This is garbage can asshole. This is awful. And your brother called me from the grave last night to tell me he thinks you're a piece of shit. (laughs) That's the other thing I Your brother thought you were a piece of shit. (laughs) Ugh. Today's episode 
is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Pardon me. I believe it's called rumination. Turns out a great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rana today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Rana. Keep going. He was resolute on me. He chose, okay. Everyone grieves differently, I guess, but it felt cruel because it is. Ha! Everyone does grieve differently. It sounds like he wasn't grieving at all. Are, the people that are the people that are trash grieve their way and the people Completely. that are honest grieve their way. And all honestly, yeah. I don't think I had it in me to attend the wedding as I was so sad. And I think I was waiting to see if my mother-in-law were able to request my presence as an emotional support. He said he had talked Fair about enough. it with his priest, and they decided together that I shouldn't be present. Oh, well, you should definitely trust a priest. Oh, They're so lawful guy. and so moral. Great I guy. never responded, but I accepted the sentiment and didn't press. Oh, this is what I said. What a Christian thing exactly. to do on the Yes, exactly. I felt fu- – this is why uh, – yeah, come on. I felt fully rejected. The priest was just hoping to be invited for a hot Completely. meal. You know, they love a hot Completely. meal. Completely. Yeah. I felt fully rejected by the people who until very recently were my, quote, family, an outcast. Mm -hmm. On top of my grief, this was quite a blow. A few weeks after his brother's wedding, dearest mother reached out to me and apologized for the long silence. She said she couldn't believe all of the events that had taken place over the last few months, and she was reeling. Mm -hmm. When she heard that I had been officially uninvited to dearest brother's wedding, she hadn't known what to say to me. She was embarrassed by his behavior. She said the wedding was so odd and so sad, and while she felt desperately broken, she also felt she had to force herself to act happy for her now only son. Though she, though she insisted on wearing black despite his requests. Now think about that. What a fun position that this kid has put his mother in. And I'll tell you something. This guy's an I don't asshole. know what the Catholics have to say about anything, but I'll tell you right now, you can't just turn around and get married in most religions. Yep. There is a grieving and a mourning period. And I'll tell you something. I, I don't have great fondness for organized religion, but I've I. mentioned this before, which is when it comes to grieving, you start to realize sometimes that there's a reason, at least in Judaism, where you have, you do this for a month, and then you do this. Because it's a process. You're year, processing. And it and it gives you somewhere to go and something to do and, and a way to think about it in a designated time. It's no different than your therapist saying, think about it for a half an hour and then tell yourself to stop thinking. Well, and also, it gives yes. you a place to go do that and then go well, on we've had life people saying, in the way that you need I to. I mean, I remember we had a writer, I think she was from Louisiana, probably from New Orleans, who said like, some people are don't want to do a celebration of life because they think it would make them sad. And we were like, well, you... You could still do one because it is part of the grieving process. It's part of the whole thing to see who loved this person and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, you're right. In fact, that is very nice in Judaism that there is, there is a process you can go through that actually is 
helping you throughout that year? Yeah, there's a look, take it or leave it, but there is a there is a playbook yeah, for this. Right. Right. And when you're going through it, you sort of appreciate having someone saying, Go over here, do this, think about that, yep. say this. Now go to work. And even like I remember come back and we'll do it again. Erin, when her father died, she had it sounded so hokey yeah. at the time, but she had a death doula, which I'd never heard of. And then she really described it to me and I was like, That's incredible. Like what a great way Wonderful. to process stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy birthday um, to Erin, by the way. It's her birthday. Happy birthday to Erin. Don't worry, I forgot it again. But that's okay. I always forget yours. That's true. Always. That's not really true. I make you a cake every year. And you there was like only one time you birthday, forgot it. Except for the part that you do. I know, but last year I, I did. Once, you'll, you'll never forget that I forgot it. Let's Ronna came in Dior pants. I remember that. Oh, gosh. Of course I did. I'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> Though she insisted on wearing black despite his requests, her new daughter-in-law wouldn't speak to her for the entire wedding day. This poor woman. <gasps> That's horrible. Oh, so, okay, good. Well, you know, laws of attraction. You know, a slug marries another Completely. slug. Yeah. What a time. Since then, over 10 years have passed. And Dearest's parents and I have grown very close. Our shared grief was a bond. It became a relief and eventually a happiness to have someone reminisce about our loved one with. I've since married an incredibly wonderful man, and we have a toddler who counts dearest parents among her grandparents. What a beautiful, I don't know that we're at the end of the story. Oh, that's well, that's nice. really nice. I know this relationship would make dearest so happy. He told me more than once before he died that he thought his mother and I would likely become great friends someday. This is so sweet. It would make him smile, and I honor his memory by making this effort to bring them a little joy. Dearest brother has still never spoken to me since the disinvite to his wedding over 10 years ago. So my question is this. Cool. Do I? Yeah. Cool. Do I have to figure out a way to resolve the silence with dearest brother? No. Nope, you certainly don't. I honestly have no desire to res- Sounds like you've already found a place. Yeah. Everybody's settled in right where they Why should Why rock the boat? He's he's in Schmuckville trying to join a country club or hanging out at a country club or doing Without whatever people do. Without saying too playing, much. Playing golf with a beer cozy on the weekend. And you're living your life and you're being the daughter-in-law that your mother-in-law never got without it. And you are bringing a little piece of joy and beauty into her life by allowing her to be a surrogate grandmother or whatever it is. Dearest parents are in their early 80s. I'm afraid that as they grow older, their only son will have more control over their lives. I would be so sad to lose access to them. They're currently in great health, mm. but you never know. It would also make his mother happy, though she brings it up less as the years pass. I think her dream would be to have all of us together for a Sunday dinner while the grandkids play. Perhaps I'm just dreading. No, I'm not real interested in her dream. You've uh, already made a few of her dreams come true. Because who are the grandkids? Yeah. Who are the grandkids? But you, come on. Perhaps I'm just dreading the day yeah. I lose them. I would hate to be unwelcome at a funeral, for instance, or kept off the list at a care facility. My gut says the right thing to do would be to make things less awkward between us, but I'm a classic overachiever, and it's possible the real right answer is to just mm. leave it be. Aside from his egregious social focus. The real high road. That's going to be the name of this episode, the real high road. Completely. Aside from his egregious yeah. social faux pas, in my opinion, he's a real potato of a man. No kidding. He has very few interests potato. beyond what his wife makes him do. Every holiday is at a restaurant and any visit with his kids is two to three hours max. A blah sense of humor, very few laughs, just a ho-hum potato of a man with a fancy watch. Yep. What does that mean, any visit with his kids is two to three hours max? What does that mean? 
Maybe he only brings the kids around for a couple hours or for the grandparents. I don't really know what that means either. I don't know. That sounds like plenty of time to me, though. I mean, that sounds like too much time. Um, just a <laughs> ho hum potato of a man with a. F- what's wrong with the di- What's wrong with the holiday at a restaurant? Man? Yeah, I want to know that That's too. I mean, I'm turning on it. her. Well, I'm also turning on her, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But keep going. Just a ho hum potato of a man with a fancy watch. Nothing like a glorious human sparkler of a brother. His glorious human sparkler of a brother. I'm not even sure how I would go about rebuilding a relationship. Do I reach out? Do I have to? Is there anything you recommend that I do? Thank you for your brilliance to Dark Times. Five stars only. Sincerely yours, Young Widows Club. Do not. I, I, mine's quick, Rana. Do not reach out to this person. Do not mend fences with this person. Yeah. I think that probably you've gone through something, even though it was 10 years ago, you went through something really heavy. You don't want to experience loss again. And maybe that's why you're thinking about the grandparents in this way of like, you're just futurizing what that loss will be. But I got to tell you, mm. it's not happening now. Ooh. And when it comes down to it, it, when it gets there, when you feel like their health is slipping or whatever, then if you want to rekindle something with the brother, you can, but there's no rush to do that. You said they're in perfectly good health. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't touch this guy. Now, but don't focus on their do- on them not being here. That is just a, it's just not healthy. First of all, and second of all, I understand why you, you would ju- think that, but who knows? You just really hit on something that I wasn't even seeing, which I'm very impressed with. Uh, thanks. Ron. Which is because I was about to turn on this writer <laughs> a little bit and say, look. I appreciate the letter. I think it's beautifully written. It is. I enjoyed the tale. I enjoyed being part of it. I felt the emotions. But in the at the end of the day, my question was sort of, what's the question? Because there's no question. This guy's absolute garbage. We've discussed. We've 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 turned it around and up and down. And I thought to myself, in some ways, this person is just writing a letter to write a letter because people do like to talk to us. I can't blame them. And they're looking for something to write to us about. But you you hit something on a deeper level, which is what you called futurizing your grief, which is, oh, sorry, that's just fabulous. Yeah. She wasn't very nice to me, I'll tell you that. Oh, that's not just she's yet Venus sister. Yeah, and when I, I tell you I would do anything to switch their visas, I would do anything. Ron, how dare you want to – Yadvina is a loyal oh, – I love Yadvina. I, that what? that okay, woman right there when, was so when, rude to me when I met her one time when we were, I okay, think, out when, touring somewhere. And she, she started laughing in, at me when I said that I took oat milk in my coffee. She was so mean to me about it. <laughs> when she comes here – like a performance from the, she runs a marathon every time she comes here from the moment she gets here to the moment moment she leaves she's busy 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 she le- leaves dripping in sweat just how you like it that's my that's my kind of gal so listen to me <laughs> my point is this you called it futurizing your grief mm. and i actually think you really hit on something which is you have created your own little family here. But obviously, this dearest is very, one thing we haven't talked about here. And obviously, it's, I don't know that it's worth discussing, but I'd be curious, which is that your husband, you have a husband, mm-hmm. and the father of this child ha- it must be the even nicest guy that ever lived because he is completely in agreement with this idea, from what I can tell, maybe he isn't about 
allowing these people to who to be part of you. this guy. You're keeping this guy alive. Sure. Ten years later, but his his memory, even in this fight that you have with his brother, you're keeping this part alive. And my guess would be that now that you have the you have the new husband, you have the family. You possibly feel that your heart is being cannibalized in some way. That that the memory of this guy and what it meant to you will disappear or shrink if you give too much attention and love to your new family, so to speak. This guy's present in your life, even though he's been gone for 10 years. And that is what this connection is to these parents. And I'm sure they're lovely, et cetera. But in a strange way, you've sort of decided that your daughter has two fathers because there's the ghost that's in the room. And then there's the guy who's really- Actually in the room. Hanging in there with you. And I think, honestly, this is something that happens when people are older, which I have a lot of respect for, which is when people are sort of, you know, whatever, 70, 80, when people be, she's the young widow's club, but when you are an age appropriate widow, let's Mm. say, and you start dating somebody new, there are people that talk about the person that they were with before and the people that don't. And I think it's incredibly healthy to not expunge the memory of the person that you spent 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, yeah, whatever. We know, Ronna, because you only talk about Dr. Life. Bob a thousand times a day. So we're well aware. Do you talk about Dr. Actually, Bob to Mr. Cleveland? When it's relevant, yeah. All right. If we're in, if we're in Paris and you know we're, we're at Tour d'Argent or whatever, you know, I can't. I'll say, well, you're not the first person to take me. Right. I'll never, you know, I'll never forget. You know, it was our fifth wedding anniversary, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, whatever. We went to this place on our honeymoon, but it's sort of the same. Let's imagine it wasn't a romantic relationship. Let's imagine it was I lost a sister or a best right. friend or a something at a young age. I would hope that you felt that you didn't mind if I brought that person up when we were somewhere. right. Of course, and the same goes and the same goes for you. These are people that are part of of our makeup that make us who we are. However, I will just say you didn't ask for my advice on this. Make sure you're making enough space for your new right. husband, and my guess and your new family, and my guess would be that you are. Afraid, as you say, Brian, you're futurizing this grief. You're afraid of losing this thing. Let's try and deal with it here and now, right now. And let's see how we feel about all of this when these poor people that you've already put in the grave or you've already given Alzheimer's to or whatever you've futurized on. And honestly, don't let this- Why don't we just enjoy it as it is? And just don't let this brother take up any more space in your brain. Like, what a dick, truly. But But you hit it. It's not even the brother. She's afraid of losing them. She's afraid of experiencing right. loss again. Because she's also juxtaposing that loss with this joy and maybe a little bit of guilt about having a new beautiful family when this guy didn't live to do that with her. And does it is it wrong for her to enjoy doing this when he never had the opportunity? You know, the, the sort of survivor's guilt. I don't know. Maybe right. we're putting too much on to her. No, maybe I, she really just does think she should talk to this schmuck and, and see what's what. But I cannot advise you strongly enough against having this person in your life or making any concessions for him whatsoever. Don't do it. 
Do not do it. He is his mother's problem and he is his father's problem and he is not your problem. That's true. And he's certainly not Ronnie, your, you've got to what run. Is your kid. What does your kid have to play with his kid for? That's my other question. All right, listen, we've got to wrap this up. I've got a flight to catch, and you've got things to do as well, I suppose. I do. Yeah, I got it to go take my nap. Uh, Yes, go take a nap, sweetheart. What is it, 9 a.m. where you are? Uh, Listen to me. (laughs) Yes, I know you've been up for five hours worrying that you're going to go back to bed, but listen to me. Have a wonderful week. I had such fun with you, Kiki. I will say, in all honesty, you are missed here in Prague. I hope you bring your little tootsies right back. I'm going to. Uh, Or we can meet somewhere else in Europe and make it our own once again. Either way, but I'm I want to go back. Asocial.club. Yes, April's going to be very exciting. Oh, April! I just—I've got to tell you, I shouldn't tell people this, but the favor for April are these napkins that I was just designing yesterday, and they're so cute. Oh, I can't wait! I'm also working on some kind of an Instagram for the people that are in the AI Social Club because I don't think we have anywhere to talk to each other—a private Instagram. Smart, right? Of course, we have nowhere to talk to each other, and we have nowhere to share our fabulous pictures and drinks and news. And we need a—we need. And a newsletter, an extension to our club. So I'm working I think on. people I'm in would the love lab. that. I think people would love that. Yeah. It's a, oh, we have so much fun. But we have no way to comment on everything. Just that sounds right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. All right, All right dear. I adore you. I love have a you. wonderful week. Thank you. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.